0: Hello and welcome to a fresh from summer break back of the grid. Uh, I am Tom and I'm joined by Chris. (laughs) Hello, and a giggling Stu. Hello, you sound
1: so fresh, Tom. (laughs) Oh, I'm so fresh, so fresh and so So clean, so (laughs) So fresh. You nearly forgot your own name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was just concerned that I'd gone straight into it and not told anyone what we were doing.
1: (laughs) Tom's been partying harder than any of us this this summer break. Harder than Matt. You sound like you're partying. Yeah,
0: has yeah. he? Um, Probably.
1: Max Verstappen's having a party. I mean, he's been on his jet
0: ski. Yeah, he's been uh, jet well ski. If, if <laughs> <that's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sexy jet sexy ski. like
1: Betsy on a jet ski. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, Belgian boys. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> back. Boys. <laughs> Belgian boys. <laughs> that's always a good race title. to come
2: back to, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, it is a good episode to come back to, and I'm yes, I'm going to be able to watch it this, this
2: time. Yay! So, I'm very excited yeah. for that. I look forward to you just leading the conversation next week, then, Stu. Um That <laughs> y- okay. having watched yeah, um, every second of it in yeah full I mean, concentration, I'm, I can tell you right now,
1: I won't be. We won't be recording on Monday next week because I'll be at a festival. So it's going to have to be Tuesday. Nice bank holiday Monday live um, live podcast announcements for you. Wow, well, I mean,
0: and you were worried we didn't have any news for this week. Yeah, there no, there's the news. There's, there's your
1: first bit. <laughs> of Stu's big news you going to a festival? Jews off to All Points East. but All never... Points
0: East is a good festival for any festival there it is. goers interested. There's still tickets for All Points East. Let's turn to a music podcast. Screw it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually got some spare tickets as well. <laughs>
0: there you go. 90 quid a pop if you fancy them. Um, yeah, should, should, should we talk about Formula 1? Should, should we stop selling UK music festival tickets and uh, talk about Formula 1?
2: Guys, we've yep. got some very important calendar news to cover. an old Calendar be... Corner.
0: I mean, this, some of this calendar news feels really old now. Well, it's... Did, when did it happen? <laughs> last week. It happened, like... Yeah,
2: do you know what? It, Wednesday, it happened, last
0: week. Has it happened since the last podcast? Because genuinely, it feels like a month since we did a podcast because so, there's not actually been any... When F1 I went news. looking for
2: news, I was like, oh, yeah, Japanese Grand Prix got cancelled. Did we talk about that? And I actually went through like the last couple of weeks of show notes, like, no, we definitely talk about it. Checked, and it happened six days ago. It feels like weeks ago, this announcement. Now, I guess we've just been expecting it for so long. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was only actually made official six days ago that yes, the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka has been officially cancelled, unfortunately, which so, I'm pretty sad. Yeah, I really miss seeing racing at Suzuka. It's such a good track
0: yeah, yeah. was slightly inevitable but
2: it kind of always was yeah i mean they they forged ahead with the olympics and just about got through that um the paralympics are going to be sort of even more pared back than the olympics were by the sounds of it just to Ugh, that's make it happen yeah so sad news um it means that we've now got two tbc spots on the calendar the other one being what was the australian grand prix um worryingly mexico brazil and turkey are also on the um like the uk's red list for travel destinations which is obviously a problem because most f1 teams are based in the uk um and things aren't great in texas at the moment either so they they review this list every week apparently but still like a lot of potential races in the balance here um yeah hmm. As we discussed a few weeks ago, the Losail International Circuit in Qatar is being lined up to fill one of the slots. Um, it sounds like in not too long from now, that's going to be announced in the 19th to 21st of November slot, which is the one that Australia should have been in, um, which, I mean, we talked about it at the time, but it'll be interesting to see F1 cars around there, but it's it's not a circuit designed for things with four wheels, primarily. Um so uh, I don't have a ton of hope for that. Yeah, um, well, you know, the, I mean, obviously, don't, don't knock it till you've but... tried it. though. yeah, we've got to with
1: stuff like that. I think it's better to just wait and see because yeah. yeah. Although, like, yeah, it, it was designed primarily for MotoGP packs, and it's a, probably a little bit thinner of a track of as a result. You never really yeah. know.
2: No, you totally. know, we'll, until we'll you've judgment, got cars but... going
1: around there in anger and the, the cool thing is about these circuits that they've that most of them have, haven't been to is that it's going to throw up all kinds of crazy unexpected <laughs> opportunities for racing so yeah because none of them would have been able to simulate it none of them have been able to really get to grips with like the the, the, the thing for many many years it's just going to be free practice free, you know three hours of running then quali and then race like if uh, at a circuit you've never been to before yeah. sure like they'll simulate stuff they'll they'll download the track into their simulators and figure it out but there's so always unknown. always always going to be many many more unknowns than there are at say you know barcelona
0: yeah yeah i mean just be thankful no track could pretend it could have a worse like debut than the music city gp track <laughs> or whatever they called it, it was the what? music city the yeah one from indycar the other week
2: yeah which the one was... that was so,
0: the one that was so bumpy basically everyone went straight on at a corner because they couldn't turn the wheel due to the horrendous bumpiness. It was, it was basically, basically um, Music IndyCar. City.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was in uh, Nashville, but it was called oh. the Music City Grand Prix. It was basically like watching IndyCar trying to race on a Formula E track. It was Yeah, eventful. It, Nashville it, do yeah. great barbecue, I'm told. <laughs> so I have read. <laughs>
0: I mean, probably better than the race. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> Speaking of IndyCar, actually, Grosjean did his first oval race at uh, the weekend. And he yeah. he did all right for someone who's never driven an oval before. He, he he, didn't look too kind of overwhelmed and out of place, which was quite nice to see. Hmm. Um, but anyway, that's a, that's a uh, complete side thing.
0: On another complete side thing fill. of yeah. F1
2: drivers, fill in time,
0: Alex Albon won his first race in DTM the other day as well. He did. I don't know if that was anywhere in the news, but I probably it's not, wasn't. But...
2: Not an easy series to win races at. No. no. And uh... while we're also talking x one drivers, Kamui Kobayashi <laughs> won his first Le Mans 24 Hour at the weekend. So
0: well. <laughs> it's yeah, a great, it did, didn't great, it? great
2: weekend yeah. to be an XF1 driver.
0: <laughs> I watched,
1: an, or, well, I say I watched an awful lot of the Le Mans 24 Hours. I We had it on the entire time we were partying on <laughs> yeah. Saturday night, but
2: probably saw maybe an hour's worth (laughs) um back to the calendar uh we think Bahrain's being lined up to have a second race as well so they'll basically do like a four race stint in the Middle East to finish the season maybe even five if they decide they want to get Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia to have a double header just to boost the number of races also a possibility they might try and fit another European race in there but I don't know. Do we really need to like find ways to pad out the calendar to get to this magic like twenty three or twenty four? Like, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, because the
1: people who work for Formula One have all been promised twenty four races and the have <laughs> yeah. calendars around
2: it. So, the pe- and the people who sign costs- sponsorship deals with Formula One, well, yeah, and that. But well, yeah. I'm talking There's about a the lot employees. Of the,
1: you know, the people who mm. run races. There's a lot of contractors. And if they don't get their work, they don't get paid. So I think the more races that when when everyone's sort of planning for this many races and and kind of working their season around it, then yeah, they absolutely have to run whatever races they can.
2: I suppose. <laughs> I, I, <Chris> I, doesn't, <laughs> Chris doesn't I don't care know. about my bank balance. Chris, I suppose.
0: Chris, <laughs> Chris, not confirmed. Not confirmed. Not convinced. even. that's what I meant. I just. <laughs>
1: Chris is like, I don't even care if my friend's finances get yeah. run into
0: the
2: ground as a like, result of these races getting cancelled. It doesn't really matter <laughs> to me. I just, Quick. I've always thought it's been too many races when they had 24 different races to go to. And now they're like having to scrabble to fill the slots. I definitely think it's too many races for a Formula One season. But mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's definitely too many opinion. races for a pandemic, <laughs> a pen,
0: a pandemic season. There we go. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs>
2: anyway, we shall see. Um. Qatar, definitely the most likely of all this to happen, it currently seems, which will be interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, what I can else see has, some
2: double-edgeds going, but yeah, go on, Karen. Uh, what else has happened in the summer break? Um, it looks like the decision on the second Mercedes seat is now going to be made in September, despite all season them saying you'll be doing the summer break. <laughs> um in an interview, Toto Wolf said, we have to choose between the stability of Valtteri and the talent of George where the future lies. I want the matter to be dealt with in September so both of them position themselves properly for the coming season. Um, like it, it's looked, the, the general feeling for a while has been that it's going to be and It's just a matter of time until it's announced. Like, does this maybe make you feel like it's not as done a deal as we thought it was? No, it doesn't. If anything, it makes me feel like they're going to
1: announce it pre-Belgian Grand Prix, probably tomorrow, after we've published Never said September, oh. I'll just do it last <laughs> week of August. Because they always do, like, teams <laughs> always do this. They say one thing and then they do... like They say to try and buy... Themselves. They just mess with the media, I think, a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah.
0: And can I just ask, when did Toto say that?
2: It was earlier this week, I think.
0: Right, so basically yesterday, then, if it was earlier this week, because it's oh, Tuesday. Or,
2: yes, okay, like last week, maybe. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> if, if, I'm just saying, if it was yesterday that he said that, it's basically because... He saw us say, yeah, we're not going to record on Monday this week, guys. So he's like, ah. okay, postpone the announcement. They're not recording until Tuesday. You do. Oh, the no. announcement. <laughs> you do wonder if any of them listen
1: to it, don't you? Like <laughs> Just <laughs> to mess with us. I doubt they do. I'm, I'm sure, well, I know for a fact people within Formula 1, pack one do listen to this. But, I don't oh, no. don't want to hear that. That's terrifying. I won't name names.
0: Uh, at least, I know, at least, I know that I maintain the integrity of. It is a sprint event, not a sprint race, for branding oh. reasons. Oh, the I'm podcast sure. police are here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come to take, come to take Tom away from <laughs> sprint
2: races. What? What? <laughs> um we've had a question in the inbox that'll we'll, we'll dip out at this point because it makes sense drop in here from Winston who said there's been a lot of talk about the future of valtry and where he might drive in 2022 but if you follow him on Instagram, which I do uh, over the summer break <laughs> of, of course his biggest <laughs> of fan course in the you world, do. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, over the summer break he doesn't look like a guy who's worried about his future there's a lot of hype around George and the desire to see him in Mercedes but for the longer term wouldn't it make more sense to pair George and Valtteri once Lewis retires uh, to ask another way if George replaces Valtteri in 2022 who would Mercedes bring in to replace Lewis in 2024 uh, hope you guys are doing well love the podcast and best wishes from San Francisco thank you Winston oh, another, another West, West coaster. coaster yeah I'm West Coast it. best coast Love San I
0: mean coast. East Coast is Beast Coast <laughs> two sure we have listeners there too chris remember
2: <laughs> um i mean he, he, yes <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna move us on um like yes he doesn't look like a guy who's worried about his future but then again is he really going to post pictures on instagram of him just moping around <laughs> looking wild, <laughs> <that's the problem.
0: laughs> do you know the, the best thing he could have done is like just Taken it in his stride and made a joke and done the oh, what's the was the meme where thingy sat around just waiting like by the pool and the swing oh the and um,
2: Pablo Escobar thing
0: yeah the Escobar meme yeah. and he's just like waiting for Mercedes to re-sign me like <laughs> <laughs> waiting for yeah. Town to call me I'd, I'd definitely be doing stuff like that if I was in his situation yeah. and then
2: the <laughs> the first comment is you okay hun <laughs> 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 but yeah he um. He got on the podium in a in a bike race over the uh, summer. He, he ran his own little triathlon thing that he does. He seems cool. like a person who's enjoying life, so that's nice. But I
0: mean, I mean, there is also the fact that regardless of what's happening at Mercedes, he might like it. Like if the situation is that between him and George, they do already know what's what's going to be happening, and it's it is that B- Bottas is leaving. It could just be that he has already got something else lined up and he is happy yeah. because he know he knows what's coming next. Like there's no cloud over it anymore. And I mean, you never know that he might have somehow got a deal somewhere that it's actually been his choice and he's turned around to Mercedes and said, I'm going because 'cause I've got this offer. See, it, see you. Yeah. It's going to Red Bull. <laughs> you never, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I mean it's something happened. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's obviously like very much speculative, but all season he's kind of come across to me as someone who, like, trying not to be stressed about the situation and just, like, content that he's doing what he can and ultimately it's not his decision and just, like, mm. come what may, he'll get on with it yeah. kind of thing, which I think well, it's is just, it's just the head attitude you need to have, isn't it? Yeah, head down, get on with it. I think he, yeah. he's
1: do, he's actually had a, having an okay season as well mm-hmm. so far. So.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Especially compared to the so latter half of last season, he was... If we were having this conversation at the end of last season, I think we well, I think we probably said there's just no way you can stay. I remember it was Turkish Grand Prix. He had an absolute shock. Yeah, yeah, like, a few mm-hmm. could Terrible not. He just did not have the car and did not have the setup and wasn't able to manage it. And obviously, had a really, really poor time, bad time of it. Um, if he'd had a race like that in in Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. he kind of did, but he only had one lap of the race <laughs> like that. If, if, you, it, but only, lap, I mean, if he, if he, if he, <laughs> yeah, if he'd stayed in the, if he'd stayed in the race at all, and then had a terrible time, then we probably would have been having that same conversation. But
2: yeah,
1: I mean, it's, you know, it, I think they're playing games. I think it's just gonna be announced over the weekend. I, I really do. I don't, and I'm not basing that on anything. It's just a hunch yeah but um it'd be I nice just to like get on with all it, this to it, bed and get on with it yeah i mean yeah. what he says in september it's not actually september until next week is it but maybe yeah, it'll be week, you know maybe it'll be after just after i think if if it if it does stretch into september i'm backtracking now if it does stretch into september <laughs> it'll be early september because they, yeah. it'll be a minute past break. midnight on the first of September. Yeah, if they don't, everyone on Twitter is going to have an aneurysm.
0: Out, out of interest, just on the sort of other bit of Winston's question there, picking up on that, it, it was asking okay. um, if they did pair George Russell with Lewis Hamilton, and that's the way that they went. Who would you? How would you envisage that team going in a couple of years if Hamilton does decide to retire at the end of his deal?
1: I think that depends on what kind of car they can build in 2022. I think if Hamilton probably won't have much interest in retiring if he's got a car that he can easily win world championships mm. in. I think if he get if it gets if if he's having a tough time of it in 2022, then he might feel like it's time to hang up the racing boots, well the Formula 1 racing boots and go and do something mm. else. Maybe he'll go and do um extreme e or something like that since he owns a team. Um but I think it's I think it's premature to be talking about Hamilton retirements. To be honest, I don't think that's really I, I, there's no, it's something nothing. Something Mercedes I've needs seen to have
2: in the back of their mind, though.
0: Yeah, I I think as well though. Like just to, to play the hypothetical of the question, like if he if it was just a done deal and like he's basically he is going at the end of that contract and there's there's no other outcome, then I would say that in that two next two years or so, Mercedes would probably actually be hoping that. George Russell proves this potential that everyone believes that he's got and is like the next Hamilton that can take a championship winning car and dominate with yeah. it. Like like the it would be more of a it would be more of a case of who's going to come in to be second driver to George Russell than it would yeah, be yeah, yeah. who is replacing Lewis Hamilton, I think is how
2: Mercedes would see Which it. Which is maybe yeah. why there's this talk of them wanting to get Nick DeVries, uh one of the Williams seats. Yep. So they've yeah. actually got someone getting a bit of experience, you know, ready to step up if needed, or at least yeah. someone yeah. they can assess to see if they're worthy of being moved up. You've yeah. literally taken the words out of my mouth <laughs> <there>.
0: <laughs> That works then, we can move on. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> kill, I'll just kill the conversation. <laughs> I think it was in the same interview, Total have also said that um, they have definitely stopped working on upgrades for the car now and the upgrade package they bought to Silverstone was the last one it will get this season and that even though Red Bull keeps saying they're going to keep developing the car, they're not going to sort of be swayed from their plan and everything. But did they not say exactly that in Austria a couple of weeks before they turned up at Silverstone with a new upgrade yeah. package? So, yeah, I think again, it's <clears> just I'm still too early in the season. It's too, too early in the result. season to be talking about this stuff. Like if
1: if the two teams are in a position where they can win a world championship, world championships, you know, so such high high praise for winning it and it's such a big yeah. deal why would you not develop your car for the chance of winning a championship yeah i guess I'd... like if both teams are looking at winning the net the question is is this world championship more valuable than the next three or four mm-hmm. you know are they thinking we can put enough into this next car to have a real really big advantage over the rest of the field and continue to be dominant or is that, is that even a realistic prospect
2: in the current age of Formula 1? <laughs> yeah, with, I mean... With cost, cost caps and things like that, you know? There's, and there's no guarantee that all the top teams are going to get it right with the new regulations next yeah. year. So It yeah. seems like a gamble to me to, to throw away a season that both teams have got
1: a shoe in. Why mm. throw that away on the hope that next season they'll make a competitive car mm. as a whole raft of new regulations come in when you've got something you've got, but each of them have a hand on the world championship at this moment. You yeah. know, they're, they're playing a tug of war over it. Why, why, why give it in? It just seems weird to me that.
0: I mean, I I could see them developing up until like October time, basically when we leave yeah. Europe and then, traditionally obviously when you start heading to all the flyaways towards the end of the season um, I mean admittedly we're not going to a lot of the places that we normally would at that part of the season now with cancellations and such but that's normally the point where most teams kind of knock it on the head for the year in terms of the developments because of the cost of flying parts backwards and forwards mm. um, so I mean I could see like going up to, to Turkey providing that happens like st- them both still developing, but it would be then interesting to see what they do going into like races in the Americas and and sort of the Middle East and stuff where yeah. it is more considerable flyaways because that, think... the, traditionally they don't develop into those races anyway. It's
1: true, but in, in a season where... I, I, I mostly agree with you, Tom, I, I really do, but I think in a season where... Each race is much is going to be much more high value points wise than it otherwise would have been. If we are mm. staring down the barrel of not filling the race calendar and having, you know, race cancellations and stuff like that. Every race cancelled is, you know, twenty six points off the table for each driver. Yeah. And that means you know, that heightens the value of, of all the points in the rest of the races, doesn't it? Yeah. So inherently that that heightens the value of parts upgrades that you can bring to the car hmm. this season because you got less races to enjoy them so i think the su- i think to cut off the parts cut off the parts bin if you like and, and not make any more parts for these cars at the expense Again, at the expense of of the world championship, when you've already when you've both got a hand on it, it just seems unrealistic to me. I, f- I think whatever mm. they're saying is gamesmanship. I think they'll both yeah, be developing be. their cars all the way till the end of the season as much as as much as they economically and and feasibly can time wise. Kind of, you know, they'll be yeah. managing that for the entire rest of the season. They're not going to uh, come up with something in CFD and go, or in the winter and go, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll not yeah. throw that on the car.
0: I suppose as well. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it, I suppose as well, though, it does come back to all the costs as well because you've got... Yeah. I mean, it really does depend on how much Red Bull like would seriously have their budget impacted by things like the accidents that have happened. Like, does Would that actually stop even the big player teams being able to do certain developments that they would normally do because they will hit cost cap? Because they're obviously going to be already way closer to it before they've even hit the track at the start of the season. They're all gonna they're already gonna be so much closer yeah, than. Yeah, they are gonna have less margin, point. yeah, yeah. So there is less margin to maybe develop into the end of the season just because of that. And and the the whole unknown of repair costs and so on that have to be factored in. So yeah. there there probably is that to consider, which which may be why they are a little bit more bullish about being able to say we won't be developing after a certain point, because maybe after that point, essentially there is no budget to stay within cost cap, so it's it's a yeah, well, yeah, thing they, well, like it yeah, cannot be To be done. fair, yeah.
1: If they, if they're absolutely you know backs to the wall and they're they're at a point where we that we literally we will lose, we will we'll be breaking the rules if we spend mm. any more money developing this car. Then that's the game, isn't it? You know, yeah. like jigs up at yeah. that point. If, if you if you spend all your budget halfway through the season, then and and you're literally running on empty, and all you've got is is budget for spare parts in case of accidents if you're over into that kind of um that that margin if you like of Mm. of of contingency budget for for repairs then at that point it's kind of like a it's a risk reward sort of game isn't it do Mm, we risk you know using that budget to manufacture the parts we've designed in order to bring performance to the car with the risk of one of the cars being taken out of the race, the title protagonist or not, and having to repair that car to then think. Yeah, and also like, how does that work? If if say they've got one car that's that's in in the game for the championship, and they've got driver number two totals their car, and suddenly they can't afford to repair the car. Who, who yeah. then takes the points hit? You know, do they do they do they spend the money repairing that car, and and the team takes the point hit, or do mm-hmm. they not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to like contemplate, isn't it? Like I don't imagine like we live in. I don't think we live in a world where Formula One would allow a team to not repair their car. I think the the, the cost of not repairing the car would far outweigh the the cost of not repairing it if you, if you see what I mean yeah, yeah. it would be what good for
0: the sport it, would
2: it but yeah exactly. what you're
0: saying is essentially the penalty for not yeah. fielding the car would be more severe than the penalty, the penalty for, for exceeding the budget by repairing yeah. the car
1: yeah. And the budget, you know, the budget cap rules are so flaky as well. Oh, like, yeah. they're kind of like they're just sort of like written on the back of a post it note. See well, from where I'm sitting, like no one really knows the actual punishments that they're gonna be taking. Oh, it's kind of like we all discretionary, not
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it is all very uh, at the FIA's discretion. It's a bit this ad hoc punishment. It's intentionally will be, vague, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It is so, a like, bit.
1: so then like do they so again it's another game of risk and reward then? Because like do the teams yeah. just try their luck and go, you know what? We're going to overspend. Let's just overspend a bit and see see what happens because these yeah. rules are so vague that <laughs> that it's worth the risk. Yeah. So it's going it 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 ju- to be a really interesting second half to the season, actually. For all these yeah. reasons, it is going to be really, really exciting to see like how this develops off track and becomes a theme towards the end of the season because re- that's going to happen. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind that that's going to happen.
0: It, it would be interesting to see where a team like mercedes and a team like red bull actually are currently within that season spending yeah. cap based on what is known to have been spent to get to where they are and like like contingency budgets for certain things that need that to be that would
1: be amazing that would be a really 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 interesting
0: it's, table to follow it, like it is to, a cause... sad thing that i don't think we'd ever see that in this sport but just because of the secrecy behind certain things certain aspects like in terms of car development and stuff, I I just genuinely don't think we'd ever. But then, oh, how do they enforce d- the rules active, if no one knows during an active season? I don't think they'd publicly like publicise the the figures. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a that'd be an amazing if they could do that though. That would be one really cool piece of well, content, like a league table of like <laughs> who's spent what over a season would be. amazing. I mean,
0: going back to my analogies from other sports, like you can find out, for example, how much. A football player is being paid, you know, for for the Premier League to work out a, a Premier League team's salary budget. You can, you know, like in a lot of American sports, you have a lot of cost caps in those sports. Yeah, and because of that, like player contracts and bonuses and stuff are very, very publicly like available because yeah, yeah, it's known to stay within certain budgets. So it yeah. would be interesting to see it publicized. But, I think we're heading that
1: way I, I, I do yeah. think we, as they bring these rules in you know like how can you credibly enforce a rule if you don't publicly show how you're enforcing it
2: yeah yeah
1: the, the implications of like people not knowing if, if if someone does go over budget and they have to give a penalty then obviously the ramifications for that are huge because the the yeah. sponsors are there supporting that team. Expecting you know results, expecting to win championships. Say if it is Mercedes or Red Bull, and if suddenly they're in a position as a result of these rules where they aren't winning a championship and aren't getting the exposure that they were expecting to get from the deal, then there has to be a justification. There has to be clear evidence to show the the sponsors and and the wider audience, the fans, everyone, why that's the case. Like you can't just enforce. You can't just you know rule with an iron fist and, and decree a rule without showing the reasoning for applying the rule. It's true. And, and, and surely like if, if that happened, then, you know, people would be demanding evidence. Like the the media in Formula One, everyone around Formula One would want to know the ins and outs of, of what's been spent, how, where. So, so, so they can analyze the just, whether or not justice has been served.
0: I think the only bit of all that, that makes me doubtful that we'd get what, you're saying we should get is the whole like scenario with Ferrari and oil yeah. burning, gear. the oil burning mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With the whole, oh well, we've come to a quiet agreement that they'll stop mm-hmm. doing it, and uh, no one else is allowed to do what yeah. they were doing anymore. Which but is we're not going to tell anyone what it Completely is. Completely and utterly outrageous. Like, that, is a, that is a prime example of a team like Mercedes or Red Bull getting, like, say, docked ten constructors points and saying. They went over the cost cap,
2: yeah. And that, but I, that's all they'll yeah. say. Like,
0: we we docking them ten points in the constructors because because they went over cost cap. The cost cap, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you can't, no, like, no information about how much by why they went over it. Yeah. Anything. But
1: I, that, you know, they can't do that though, can they? They can't like just without scrutiny apply penalty
0: to you. Don't know uh, the FIA, oh, no, my well, friend. Well, <laughs> I, well, yeah, well, the sad
1: thing is, I do, but I, do, I just don't think they could get away. I, I honestly, I really, no, I mean, the Ferrari thing is the Ferrari thing, and that's Ferrari, and you know. That happens. That's just Ferrari. But I think if if Red Bull or Mercedes, if it happened to them, then not only would the fans be demanding more information, but also the teams themselves would want to, would probably want to show the world their side of it. And Mm. they will probably make public that, you know, if they disagreed, they'd probably make public their. Their spending and and show the world because kind of not not what necessarily what they'd spent things on, but you know under certain categories where money yeah, has been spent, yeah. and they were obviously they're never going to get into like the real nitty gritty s- s- uh, specifics of say we've spent this much on this component and it did this. It's more you know we we spent this much on in the in the wind tunnel we spent this much on cfd we spent this much Mm. on manufacturing we spent this much
2: on materials it's that the other side as well is that like the other teams would want to know that the you know the punishment fits the crime sort of thing they're going to want confirmation that whatever advantage they have got by overspending has been negated by whatever the penalty is because Mm. it's no good if the penalty you know oh well like, if there's talk of like, teams being fined, it's like, well, no, a team's not going to care about being fined if they've gained, like, you know, a few tenths by spending this much more. Like, they've just had to spend even more to get those few tenths than they would have otherwise. And, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, budget caps are really tricky. And the, I think yeah. the penalties have to be sporting, don't they? Like, they're going to have to I- be... Yeah, of course it is. it's going to be points. Isn't it? I it's mean the, I think
1: the only realistic
2: yeah. penalty is if you overspend then
1: you should be docked the points and it has to be. I don't I just don't understand why there isn't already like a really clear set criteria yeah. as well yeah, like, like it should be by like if you overspend
2: this many points 10% this exactly. many points. Yeah, 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 yeah. There
1: there should be like windows into like instead you've just got this flaky kind of like oh we will apply a penalty but <laughs> mm. it could be financial penalty it could be this but then if they apply a financial penalty that's just going to cost the teams more yeah and it's not and it, even in,
2: and they can factor that in as well so it, ha, it yeah. just has to be sporting it has yeah. to be otherwise it's just the the richest teams can afford to cheat more than the poor teams it, well, can yeah it negates the point of exactly. the yeah, spending budget
0: doesn't does. it because yeah. all they will do is like Stu says they'll factor in what the penalty is in terms of the monetary value of it and basically say right it will take it will take ten thousand dollars to to manufacture this part however it will give us a serious edge and we're only going to be fined five thousand dollars for going ten thousand dollars over budget fifteen thousand dollars for three potential race wins because of the performance improvement of this part is therefore one hundred percent worth it just do it that that is, that is yeah. exactly what will happen yeah, if is. that is the way that they go with it. F one yeah, teams where are at, that
1: stupid. If, yeah, if you if you are <laughs> docked points for the remainder of the season for however many races you enter based on how much <laughs> you've gone off the thing. <laughs> it's I mean that's the kind of incentive that's, it needs um, to be. If they want them to stick to this rule, it really needs to be iron fist kind of like
0: you know. It would uh, be interesting to see something like that though, like for um, say if, if the first ten percent euro over budget by. It's a, a single point will be deducted off, will be deducted from whatever you've earned in the race weekend, and if you don't earn any, it's a minus one. So, <laughs> and then like twenty percent off, it's five points off, and and I think that you that's the only way you would properly deter them from going over. I think, yeah. But Is it, uh, it,
1: like, I'd love to know what the fans think. I'd love to know what the audience. Yeah, thinks. Yeah, it would to, it would be
0: interesting one. to know what other people think about like because what it's such your complex, punishment would be.
1: It's a really complex. Um equation i guess isn't it it's a really difficult one mm-hmm. to solve but i think our listeners out there will probably have like some good input so it'd be yeah because the uh in the in the
2: inbox what they what they think because i guess the other thing is like it's also ultimately not what sports fans want to be talking about like as well, much as it's I a hugely important fans. part <laughs> fans maybe <laughs> a slightly more all fans
0: will talk about anything <laughs> nerdy minded but
2: <laughs> You know, ultimately, we all want to be. We here mean to that in the most endearing sports. way. Oh, though. completely! Yeah, that. completely. Well, like, we're total nerds. include ourselves in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. Yeah, but I'm glad we did, though. I'm glad we did. It was really. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's interesting stuff. It's going to be. It, yeah, over the next few years, all this is going to like very publicly play out. I think. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait.
0: Should we move from that into some storylines for the weekend ahead?
1: Yes. Yeah, let's. Do you want me to do storylines? Yeah, it's usually your bit, isn't it? You yeah, I like doing storylines. Yeah, I yeah. like do storylines. Tell us let some stories, Stu. It. It's mine. It's mine. Give it to me. Tell um, us some stories in lines. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> no, I'll just do storylines. Um, will we, we'll, Will we be greeted with any driver news? Still no idea who will be driving for. Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tari, or Williams at this point. That's true. Or Mercedes, technically, as well. No, so. half of Mercedes, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we did. We kind of did this one a little bit last week, didn't we? It's in, it's um it's, it is an interesting one. I think we will see some more. Inf- we will get sort of more unfolding as this weekend progresses. It usually sort of st-
2: is, you know, getting into full silly season at this point, aren't we? I sort of feel there's always like one cork in the bottle with these things, and I think it's the Mercedes seat at this point. I think as soon as yeah. Mercedes announce their decision, then we're going to get yeah. like a cascade of other ones. Yeah, that's the keystone yeah. to the bridge. It really it? is. So, yeah. Um, the next one is: uh, Will
1: Ricardo be able to put a clean weekend together and show what he can do, and Science for that matter as well? We'll, we'll mm. do two in one there for a uh, storylines. Mattia Binotto earlier this week was asked, was uh, let's say uh, poking the media into sort of pressuring Science a little bit into putting a clean race weekend together, even though Science is ahead of Leclerc. I in think Science is driving very Formula. well.
0: I, I think that I think the Benotto stuff's a little bit harsh to be honest i mm. thought it was
1: a bit harsh as well it's like what are you, are you trying to play mind games with your second driver yeah. because he's ahead but then maybe we're just partisan and we, we you know because we're not massive ferrari fans on this podcast so maybe we're a bit like seeing the worst in him i don't know but mm. um ricardo we should talk about ricardo ricardo's a bit
2: what's, less negative what's ricardo's history at this track like has he
0: decent, decent from memory let's have a look daniel ricardo Australian racing driver. That's the one. Know, that's the yeah. guy I'm looking for. Um, oh the Australian
1: one, sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just the Australian one. Um I mean, looking back, he's had, let's have a look, a fourth, a fourteenth, a retirement, a podium, a podium. <laughs> that's a third and a second, by the way. <laughs> a retirement. Um and he's won it in the Red Bull.
2: Oh yeah, he, has yeah, actually, he won it, hasn't he? he
1: has won he's won here.
2: A um, bit feast or famine, in sense of it.
0: Yeah, essentially, good result or retirement, basically. Because I mean, I'm going to deem a 14 fourth f- basically four for retirement.
1: Renault. It was fourth for Renault last year, so that's a, that is a yeah. very good result in a Renault yeah. last season. So I think he should go well. He's got look. He's got the car. Um, he's got the goods. The car
2: will suit this track.
1: Well, I think if you look at Lando Norris's performance in the car over the season, he's been consistently in a you know around the 4th 5th place mark for like, the majority of the season. So yeah, there's it's, not it's a very well rounded car. Yeah, it, when, once when you, you've
2: got your head around it. Yeah. When you're able to drive it in the way it needs to be driven.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think the car's able. I think it's that you know he should be looking at I mean really his his target has to be sort of your 4th 5th place mm. kind of territory, doesn't it?
2: I think if he could be finishing like a place or two off Norris that yeah. would be That'd be success. That'd be a big that'd be, success. That'd be a good result for him, for
1: him. And, he does and a decent quality as well. He needs a good quality because yeah. he needs to string together some qualities as well. Although he's qualifying, yeah. is starting to pick up now too.
0: That's that's been the thing that's hindered him. Like I've said it a few times, that that I think if you can unlock that, his race pace already seems to be there, and he's having decent races. His problem has just been that his races are ended up ending up being recovery drives a lot of the time mm-hmm. because he's not had the best of it on the Saturdays. So, it would be nice to see him get that, get his finger on that, get that right, and then be starting from a strong position, come race day, and then be able to do the same sort of thing of what Lando is doing, which is either gaining places or being in the right place at the right time to to pinch places from mm-hmm. people ahead. They're like a little bit out of reach, falling foul.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to back up what you're saying, um. In Hungary, he
2: qualified eleventh with uh, Lando in up in sixth. Yeah, it's just like it just, uh, there's been a lot of times this year where qualifying's just for whatever reason just not panned out for him. And mm. I think sometimes it's been on him, sometimes it's not. But they, yeah, that's where he needs to start, doesn't it? Like if you can put together yeah. a qualifying session, then I think he'll be in a good place to yeah just get needs a good to get, on, get on the pace with Lando. Really, that's that's the mm-hmm.
1: long and yeah. short of it. Get that job yeah. done and then you'll the rest of your season will be tippy top. Mm-hmm. Um, next storyline, um, who will be on top in the McLaren-Ferrari fight and can the
0: chasing pack continue to close the gap to them? I mean, difficult one, but I would hazard a guess that we may see McLaren on top.
2: My gut feeling is that Ferraris like aren't going to have a great time at this circuit. I don't think Spa is going to suit uh, that car's particular skill set. Do you think it's a power thing or do you think it's a aero thing? Or th- do you think it's just a general car thing?
0: It's just a Ferrari thing.
2: As a way out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, I don't think it's as much a power thing as it was last year for them. But that, no. there's still an element of that. I think it's just a bit of everything. Like this kind of circuit has intended to... Be that car's favourite this year? I don't think, but I think that's fair. Yeah, or, or think... in
0: recent years, not ju- not even just yeah. this year. Like generally, I feel basically, like basically
2: ever since uh, Oilgate, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
2: But I mean, they did
1: manage second at Silverstone, which is you know that's that's a power circuit, isn't it? It's a little circumstantial though.
2: Well, I yeah, I guess. Well, they would have been probably would have been third. Otherwise. Yeah, like mm. he, he got the lead circumstantially, but he held it very very well. Yeah. I think he, he he did have a really, really good race as well,
1: to be Oh, fair. yeah, very good. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Lance, uh, you know what? I nearly <laughs> said Lance Stroll then. <laughs> um, Lance Leclerc. Lance Leclerc. Charles Leclerc had a really, really good race in Great Britain. Um, where did it's they when, qualify at Great Britain? It's what Britain, he's best at, though, I think. The, pr- good bu-
0: uh, he qualified fifth, didn't he, at Silverstone? No, nah, that
1: was Perez. Oh, wait, no, because this is sprint qualifying is no is this qualifying oh yeah
0: oh yeah it all it's all different okay so
1: actual qualifying performance at silverstone um charlotte was fourth fourth. which is very (laughs) good yeah um norris sixth if we're looking at mclaren and ferrari um and then in the sprint race there which obviously we're not going to have a sprint race here but still it's 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 um a bit more sort of data for us to take into account. Um, Leclerc fourth, Norris fifth, so and Ricardo sixth, um, and then where is Carlos? Carlos Sainz down in eleventh in sprint qualifying and ninth in regular qualifying. So Sainz lost
2: places. So See, I guess like he had a rough time in quality, didn't he? Yeah, it's See, a... R-
0: Ricardo that that situation. By the way, it sort of highlights the Ricardo thing where he. Qualified seventh and then gained a position to sixth for the grid for the race. Yeah, like and that's normal. And then then they gained another. In fact, they both did the same thing, didn't they? They they qualified for the sprint race sixth and seventh. Finished the um the sprint Sprint race five and six. uh, Sorry, sixth and seventh. Then finished the main race. Oh no, yeah, five and six. Sorry, then finished the main race fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. So, like the, the, essentially they gain a place each time, both of them. Yeah, which... I mean, in the race they gained a place because the, one of the
1: main leaders ahead of them lost out. Yeah, well, yeah, corner. but
0: I mean, they, they were still there for that. Kind of what was, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They were in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, they were kind of what I was alluding to earlier with the um, being there to sort of take advantage of those kind of situations. <laughs> but I'm just sort of, I guess, illustrating the point that when Ricardo does have it together on the Saturday, he's right there with norris Mm. and And science uh, moved it
1: moved himself up to sixth in that race as well from pretty far down he had a bit of so they both the ferraris had really good races actually at Silverstone. so i don't know yes maybe in 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 sort of you know in hindsight maybe we're wrong maybe the ferrari could do quite well at this at this circuit i think it's going to be close i think the the McLaren's definitely got the qualifying edge still on ferrari overall Mm. um But I think it's going to be one of those races to watch between those two this weekend. So yeah, Yeah. that that can be our one to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I guess that pulls that one up. So uh, the final storyline is, will we get the lap one battle or maybe the full race battle between Hamilton and Verstappen that we've been waiting over a month for now? (laughs) Hmm. Will they both make it to the end of lap one? I mean, I can't see why we wouldn't have them in close proximity to each other. At the start of the race, I mean, myself, I think yeah. they've both got the legs on their teammates. It's going to be one of those two on pole, uh, all in, in normal circumstances. Um, so, yeah, what you know, d- do we expect them to be side by side into turn one, taking chunks out of each other? There's loads of space on the runoff for turn one, so
0: there's it's, no it's, it's reason fairly, why you
1: expect to see them in colliding.
0: It's, it's a fairly short run down to it, though, isn't it? I think. From yeah, the, I'm trying to remember
2: how far it actually is. It's the run down the Camel straight to lacombe which is going to be the really interesting. Yeah, one. I
0: was I was just about to yeah. say I think that's where you'd see them essentially whoever's behind through a rouge will have an awesome slipstream down the Camel straight. And, and I mean I can see them being side by side into lacomes into the Was it last year Chican or the year before
2: the when the racing points saw force india's qualified well and they were briefly like four wide going into lacombe? Kind yeah. last year, the year before. Yeah. Like, although we talk about those to the front, like you can't count out like you know a McLaren or a Alpine mm-hmm. or a um, Aston Martin being sort of in that mix as well. Like the slipstream up there is ludicrous.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's going to be an interesting first few, well, first lap. The whole first couple of laps are going to be very, very exciting. Well worth watching, and I can't
2: wait to actually be able to watch it and enjoy it. Hmm. I, I, I wouldn't bet against another red flag either. <laughs> given, well, yeah. Given recent events and the fact that they've all had a bit of time off, and they will be a slight bit rusty. Yeah, i will be raring to go as well. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. So there you go. There are your storylines for this week.
0: Yeah. Time to take just a moment away from this week's episode to talk to you about the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. It includes their new lawnmower version 4, the waterproof trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology, and it now even comes with a travel lock, meaning no more embarrassing activations in airports and the like. You can get 20% off the package by heading to manscaped.com and using the code BOTG. You will also get free shipping on the whole box. It also includes the nose and ear hair trimmer, known as the weed whacker as well as the crop reviver toner and their crop preserver deodorant manscaped are trusted by over 2 million customers worldwide and that includes the three of us so remember if you want to get 20 off the brand new performance package 4.0 head to manscaped.com and use code b-o-t-g that's manscaped.com and code b-o-t-g Tweet Digest all that and turn into some predictions.
1: Yeah. yeah. Shall we just make
2: completely contradictory <laughs> predictions as usual? <laughs> yeah. Because we do it with our hearts and not our heads usually. I've yeah. actually, in, in a rare bit of foresight, I've actually like thought of my predictions ahead of time this week rather oh, than well, just, oh no, we've got any predictions now, <laughs> panic.
0: In, in that case, you can go first on every category, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, for those who don't know and are newer to the show, we do predictions each week. Uh, well, each race. Um, so we will predict the fastest person in Q3, the winner of the race, the first person to DNF, number of finishes and the position of a random driver, which we'll choose in just a second. So if you feel like joining us and uh, getting involved, you can head to back, backofthegrid.com. Uh, and it's always worth doing because there is a prize if you get five out of five on a race weekend. So get involved. Let's do now, this. Now, Chris, <laughs> who will be fastest in Q3? <laughs>
2: it will be Mr. Lewis Hamilton. Oh, Sir Lewis I Hamilton, see. Chris. Sir, uh, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton MBA. I believe. He's show, sh- show some respect,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sir Lewis. Stu,
1: I think it'll be Hamilton as well this week,
0: Sir Lewis. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's a tough want, one. It is. A I tough want one. to see Max and the Red Bull come back strong, and that. But that's my heart situation there. So I think I am going to play safe and say Sir Lewis with you both and be boring.
1: I just think Red Bull know that they they were only going to have the fastest car for the first half of the season. I've got a feeling that mm. they're not going to be able to develop with the same intensity that Mercedes will, regardless of, you know, just, get, just all the belly aching that's come from the management of that team yeah. just points towards them not having the advantage that they did have and Mm. being afraid to lose it and therefore doing everything they can to mitigate the damage that's been done at the start of the season. Hence why all these calls for race bans and goodness knows what else at Silverstone. So um, for the win, I'm going to go Hamilton again. Well... The smart money's double
2: ham always.
0: I think Chris is probably going to say the same as you. I can see it in his eyes.
2: No, actually, I'm going to go for a Verstappen win. Oh... Well, foolish, foolish, Chris, foolish. I, rec- I reckon, I reckon Hamilton's going to start hold hold first through turn one, and then Verstappen will get past him on the run down the Camel Straight, and Hamilton won't see him again for well, you'll see him No just I don't a couple no, of seconds no, in front no. of him. You're wrong. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Stu, you've spent weeks saying <laughs> if Verstappen wins this, it's season over. So. That's true, but I don't. I don't think he will. I think. Uh, well, I've, I mean, I've just explained why.
0: Yeah. Tom, so. um, part of me really wants to say like one of the Ferraris or something because they'll take each other out again. But
2: back to back wins I, for Ocon.
0: <laughs> I think that's a little too far fetched, even for Formula One. So I am going with Chris on this one and saying Verstappen as well, with similar thought mm. process. Similar thought process. Um, First DNF. I will go first on that one since I haven't been first yet. And I, I'm gonna go Raikkonen because I just I keep doing it. It'll come true (laughs) if I just keep saying it. If I keep saying it, it'll eventually happen. I mean, he's stuck in the the sort of the back of the midfield. He's gonna get hit by somebody way less experienced than him at some point.
2: What will happen first? Tom gets a point for Raikkonen being first retirement, or Raikkonen just plain retires. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it
2: tell you what Tom if you've got a Vrykinen's first DNF at the weekend he announces his retirement you can have a point
0: yay <laughs> I'll take it I'll take any points I can get in a minute um, what about you Chris where are you going first DNF
2: I'll be mean and go for the old hero to zero and say Ocon oh that
0: I mean goodness that...
2: gracious I thought you were better than that Chris
0: <laughs> uh, it's a classic it's like home GP's for teams or drivers and hero to zero moments, mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a classic way to go. Um, I mean, Gasly's done it a couple of times. yes. Yeah. So, uh, Stu, how about you? I'm gonna go for Verstappen. Oh, yeah! Didn't think oh. of that
1: one, did you guys? Eh?
0: I mean, An absolute renegade. It's, it's not that I didn't think of it because I did say that. Oh, that's kind of where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it was just more that I don't have faith in that as a decision, as a well,
1: choice. Well,
0: I. I... I don't think he's cool enough. I don't think he's a cool enough cucumber
1: to um, to be mm. handling this this kind of pressure. And I think he's he's I think he's going to be so desperate to prove that he can drive with his elbows out and do what he wants that he's going to take himself out of the race again. Ooh, I not really just do. That I, I, has got his
2: crosshairs again.
1: It wouldn't honestly. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. He's gonna he's gonna be so riled up from the last two races that he's gonna have such a point to prove that I think he's gonna either overdrive it and make a mess of it or he's gonna. Put himself once again, put himself in a position that he doesn't need to be in, and um, mm. find himself I... suddenly in a barrier somewhere.
0: I, I think, I think it's going to be very circumstantial around that as to which way it goes. Because I mean, we've talked about it already in the in the break episodes that we've done. But it, the the break will have done like one of two things: is he he's either been festering on that, and he yeah. will come back in that horrible state of mind that you're like describing theirs to you, or he will have used it to get over it and come back refocused and like obviously you can't just forget about it. I know I know it's not as simple as that, but yeah, I'm I'm more I'm definitely more hopeful that he's put it behind him and refocuses himself, which I think he's probably where Chris is thinking he is. Don't 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 get
1: me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would would prefer to see him refocus and get it right. I just don't have faith that he will have done that based on Mm -hmm. what I've seen
2: from him so far in his career. In a... a a brand new way for us to um, break with our own format because we're really good at that. Um, I'm going to pull a piece of inbox into the middle of predictions. Oh, wow. Yeah, because Corey's <laughs> right. a zombie killer wrote him to say, considering everything that's happened this season for Max, do you think he'll come back hot-headed or will he keep a cool head for the first race from the summer break? And I Just answered that one. Yeah, for oh. I, I actually kind of lean more towards you. Tom. I feel like Max will probably just have reset and will just come back and like it's a new race, let's just kind of treat it as such. I have less faith in Red Bull coming back with that attitude. And I yeah. think a lot of it will be on whether Max can detach himself from the Red Bull handbags and just like do his job and get on with it. And Because obviously all of the media are just going to spend all of Thursday asking them about the last yeah. couple of races worth of events. And I think he just needs yeah. to like... Well, you saw what happened last time the media yeah. would You know, he was effing and jeffing in the press conference. There, exactly, so... yeah. So I think he needs to just like let that wash over him and get on with it. Mm. I just... Uh, you know
1: what? If he comes to this re- race weekend fully reset, I need to get... Uh, I mean... He, he, he's, he's got a very good sports psychologist if he comes to this reason because <laughs> anyone would be seething after the last two races anyone would be
0: I, I think as well though like things like that outburst in the press conference that you've talked about that could have actually done him a bit of good in the sense that he's got it out of his system quite publicly and it's th- there will come a point where like you can only be that annoyed with it for so long I think and it might actually help that he gets, he's got that out of his system and can come back refocused. Yeah, but, I, but I just because think at, in- at this point it just, I I know, from, like I know from my own like personal standpoint, having to deal with stuff situations. like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, I would have probably done the same thing as him at some point <laughs> and gone, I've effing had enough of this. Stop talking about it. But then after that, it just. It becomes like water off a duck's back. It's like, well, do you know what? I've told you where I stand on it. I'm just not interested anymore. Yeah, and so, I think so that, but that would, And like to, me, for, for me, Max
1: Verstappen to say that would be to say I'm not interested in winning world championship anymore, which is not going to be the case. Mm, is no, it?
0: no. I think more the I'm not interested in discussing the incident is what okay. I'm getting at. Like because that's all they want him to do. They want him to put blame somewhere and and talk about well, just it. Goading, and he needs to do. They? He just needs to do what Lewis does and just say, well. It is what it is. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That That's the way forward. And I think you will have learned that by now. Yeah, got hopefully, out of the the, system. hopefully the Karen infection hasn't set in too <laughs> badly. Should we do the next Karen bit? Bull. Yeah, finishes. Anyway, number of finishes. Chris, for derailing as you can go first. 16. <laughs> Ooh. Stu?
1: 17, please.
0: Ooh. I'm Ooh. with you on this one, Stu. 17. Ah, then we need a... We need a random driver, please, Chris.
2: Let's have us a random driver, shall we? It is. Can be a Lance Stroll. Ooh. Ooh. Trevor Stroll. Stroll in the that British Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Can... Stroll was in the side of Charles Leclerc last race. Yeah. If that's what you were looking up. Eight for the British Grand Prix. Very up and down season, isn't it, for him? Mm. Um... um. I have an answer. Okay. Tenth.
0: Yeah. I see it. I'm Chris.
2: interested to see how that car goes here because as racing points Force India, they always generally had a really good time at Spa. But does that car still have those characteristics? I'm quite obviously stalling here.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, whilst you are stalling, I will say I think some of that um, DNA probably does still exist because it's one of the reasons that they struggled with the, some of the reg changes. So I'm going to go a little bit higher and say eight. Hey, Mm. I've left a prime spot for you there, Chris.
2: I mean, it's rude not to, isn't it? I guess I'll say ninth. to <laughs> <laughs> him into. I'm going to be so annoyed if
0: it's ninth it's, now because I goaded you into in that, that
2: ballpark, isn't it?
0: I-, I think he's bottom end of points. For, Watch him get for on him. the podium now <laughs> Yeah. So that is it for predictions from us. Uh, as I said before, you can join us at backofthegrid.com. Uh, either log into your old account if you've joined us before, or register for one if you haven't already. And that will move us nicely on to is. Uh, keep now. Stay, stay I now. Think I'm first this week. We've, we've done Corey Zilla. Yeah, we've we've kind of moved some of them. So I think it's you first, yeah. my friend. Okay, so um,
1: just uh, just Michelle, this one. Um, do you see Williams performing
0: well again, or was Hungry a flash in the pan points wise? I mean, I think it was greatly helped by the carnage ahead of them, but. There has been steady progress through the season. So I now, would have say... Have floodgates been opened? The
1: points gates?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call them floodgates. <laughs> the, the The tap has not been fully turned <laughs> off. The faucet yeah. is dripping. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but there's no pressure in the pipes. <laughs> well, didn't I... When we did our like, mid-season predictions, I think I said that Russell would score again, before the end of the season. and I It s-
0: might have even been multiple times. Yeah. So somebody somebody definitely said multiple yeah. times. Yeah, I, I
2: think I stand by that. I think they'll probably, I think they'll pick up another one or two points finishes.
0: I would say the same. I, I think there is more points finishes out there for them. Some might be circumstantial, like based on if, you know, things go wrong for others ahead of them and stuff like that. But generally speaking, I think that even between both of them, they they will find themselves in opportunities to do it again. I just don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I guess I think I think like circumstances have to open up for them for it to happen. Yeah, I think if
1: the weather's, I mean, we don't even really know what the weather's going to do this this weekend. Do it. We? That's but, a good um, point. But spa. but I mean, you never, no, never
2: really checking know. Checking the weather. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. never know what's bad though. That's the otherwise oh. I would have. But you never one well, point is you never know what the weather's. There's one do. for the bingo cards. It can be raining at one end of the track and dry at the other. Wes. Classic line that one. Get it
0: on the bingo cards, Wes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I think we've covered that one. Then, shall we do the
0: next question? Yes, I'll read you the next one. Uh, Project F1 says: uh, Based on the track characteristics, who do you think will have the edge in the remaining races of the season between the Red Bull and the Mercedes, and then also the Ferrari against the McLaren?
2: I think Red Bull and Mercedes, honestly, is probably two close to call and like Mm. there's there's already been races this season where you'd expect it to be one and it's been the other so yeah I agree with that I wouldn't want to hazard a guess honestly like it's going to be I think it's going to continue to be incredibly close between the two of them
1: I, I think if I if you you know if you were going to force me to come up with an answer I would say Mercedes have a very 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 slender
2: advantage over Red Bull at this point in time given recent results should we um, quickly go through the tracks remaining that we know about and just like oof, I, well, I was a quick just, assessment? Uh, I a was, very quick one, yeah. <laughs>
0: I was about to say, like, it really depends on which tracks we end up going to, doesn't it? Because well, yeah, that's true. It's all well and good saying we think it's a Red Bull season for the remainder of the season. And then if we don't go to half those tracks, it suddenly swings. Yeah, I mean, um, Belgium,
2: I think, is going to be really close. Mm. Netherlands... There's no way Verstappen isn't going to win in the Netherlands. That's just <laughs> written in the stars. <laughs> Italy, you'd probably say Mercedes.
0: I mean, yes, providing Lewis doesn't get uh, like a penalty that sends him to the back again. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, There's
1: all kinds of craziness been going. Recently, yeah. Monza has just become a bit
2: of a joke, hasn't it? It's, yeah, it's, well, it's gone a gone sprint bit race crazy. weekend as well, isn't it, in Monza? It's
0: another sprint, yeah. Uh,
2: Russia Bottas will win, obviously. We already know that. Um <laughs> Turkey, probably Mercedes, you would say, if you're ha- close, but probably just about Mercedes. United States, that's always been good for Mercedes, but I think it's probably quite and, close this year. And,
0: and Lewis particularly as well. Lewis yeah, has enjoyed racing in Texas.
2: Mexico, high altitude. might. Always, that Honda engine's probably going to like that.
0: Yeah, that's always, mm-hmm. that's always allowed Red Bull to close the gap in Mexico.
2: Yeah, Red Bull have also always been good in Brazil. Max particularly has been always... Good in yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Again, Saudi there's Arabia.
0: Altitude situation yeah. that though, isn't it as well?
2: Saudi Arabia, who knows? And Abu Dhabi, <laughs> you'd have traditionally said Mercedes, but then Red Bull went and won there last year, so...
0: Basically, nobody knows yeah, Project f pretty F1. And I'm going to say something that might be controversial amongst many of our Discord members and even the three of us, but... I think the Ferrari generally is probably a better car for the remainder of the season than the McLaren. Ooh. And the difference being that th- it's just that it is easier to drive essentially. It is an easier drive like mm. it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to handle for Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz Yeah, the, team, the McLaren as a, as is as a team
1: car it's better yeah. Yeah. whereas, the McLaren, whereas
0: the, the McLaren has been like difficult for Daniel in the first half of the season so I think that even though, it's, it's hard to describe what I'm trying to say other than Lando will basically beat the Ferraris more often than they will beat him but I think overall Ferrari may score more points than M- McLaren in the Filthy. remainder of the season Does that makes sense?
1: disgusting chance. so so
0: Lando will be the highest scorer of all four drivers but the Ferrari drivers combined will be higher scoring than the McLaren drivers I think you, you disgust me Tom
2: I think if Ferrari can start putting together <laughs> just a, a really week... big Lando fan aren't I <laughs> just all about Lando <laughs> if Ferrari can start putting together weekends where both their cars finish where they should be finishing then I think McLaren might have a bit of something to worry about can in I the championship yeah
0: yeah mm. Chris, do you want our next one?
2: Yep. So oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got well, one more well. thing to add. Just sorry, say, whoa, whoa, sorry. Whole, hey now.
1: Apologies. Flourish um, I think if Red Bull beat Mercedes at Spa, then they will win the world champion.
0: <laughs> oh. I can't believe you made me go back to that. <laughs> you you know what? You can... I was going to edit it, so it seemed seamless. Now I'm just going to leave it. Uh, it's deleted <laughs> from the footnotes. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: next okay now you can go thanks <laughs> Stu Sebastian if, you, if Sebastian can get his question without you interrupting him Sebastian <laughs> two A's yeah there's a
0: double A there there's a double A, a actually uh,
2: yeah uh, Sebastian stop interrupting him unbelievable <laughs> but we love his name Sebastian Verstappen is always described as one of the best drivers in wet conditions, but I feel like he hasn't been that great the last couple of years. Turkey 2020 and Hungary 2020, for example. Do you think it was just hype after Brazil 2016, or does he actually still have some wet pace? Mm.
1: We, we could have had a race last time out to sort of put that one to bed. But yeah, we could have found out uh, recently. We could we? have found out, yeah, I, we, I but it didn't happen.
0: I think to some degree we'll see it at some point this weekend, even if it's not the race proper i think it's destined running. that think... he's destined that at some point there'll be some fairly serious wet running i think with mm. it being spar even if it is only on half of the track but <laughs> i think it will we will see it I, so
2: I, he's, he's gone well at wet races in the past he's gone um, very well mm. at wet race in the past there's been sort of i can think of a few wet races where he's made most of the grid look incredibly ordinary mm. um but then you know Hamilton's always gone really well in the wet in the past as well. So. Yeah, I think yeah. Ham- I think Hamilton's probably a better wet weather driver, but Verstappen is up there with the best, hundred percent. I, think. 100%. Yeah, I think agree. It, with if that.
1: Hamilton's the best, then Verstappen's the second best. Yeah. If not, the other way around. Like they're both yeah. very, very good
2: in the mm-hmm. wet, incredibly yeah. good.
1: I mean, it's unfortunate, you know. We're... <laughs> Immediately bring the Hamilton comparisons. But I mean, I guess when you're in a f- title fight you with can't a seven-time world champion, yeah, you can't not bring the comparisons to Hamilton. Because yeah, I mean, let's face it, like right now, if if Hamilton wasn't even in the sport, then Verstappen would be running away with it. Yeah, so you yeah. have to compare the two. It's, it's annoying for everyone who's listening to hear these constant comparisons. It annoys me. But <laughs> it's it's
2: just it's just that it's that's the benchmark so you have to yeah like yeah. you or not Lewis Hamilton is the art stick and has been for a good number of years now
1: uh next one then um Kevin mm-hmm. Cosgrave asks what are your thoughts on open wheel racing at the Olympics I would love to see it if only to finish that ridiculous argument that motorsport is not a sport <laughs> it's usually an argument put forward by the most unhealthy people against drivers who couldn't be more fit <laughs>
2: It's a tricky one for me the olympics mm-hmm. I don't know about open wheel racing. I think there'd be an argument for karting.
0: A karting might be a good show. Yeah. Um, I think
2: like for me
1: and this it's not that I disagree because I think the skills in there's definitely like some skills involved with it that that I, it doesn't seem like a good fit for the olympics to me because they most olympic sports from what I've seen, tend to be the energy comes from the human. Mm-hmm. I can't think yeah. of an Olympic sport other than maybe you know archery and it, or shooting. I can't think of an Olympic sport that the energy doesn't come from the individual. And I think motor power, mo- motorized power, just doesn't fit into that category very well. Yeah, I mean, like, there's I, like I, mm. you could you could say cycling, but the human puts the energy into the sailing yeah. is the only one I can think of. Sailing, but then there's a there's a very very you know everyone's got I guess everyone's got kind of the same equipment right with sailing, or is, uh, it, is yeah, that, I is that, that I like I mean I don't know how
0: I'm no expert but I'm fair. pretty
2: certain they do they'd have to sure they have to have the same equipment for it to be well legitimate. then again in cycling they don't all have the same equipment so. no that's true but they,
1: but they are putting the the, it's, the energy come doesn't come from combustion or it does it's not an artificial input of energy you know like mm. the same with sailing like you have to angle the the uh the the, the boat doesn't, in the correct yeah, the, way the boat doesn't in just go it's yeah. out of it. yeah it's <laughs> still the, still a very very high degree of input yeah. from the human mm. to make the thing go whereas i think in motorsport you're just you're pushing a pedal and i'm not denying that you have to be extremely fit and healthy to to drive an open wheel racing of course you do like you know we all, we all know that and i've said time and time again that it, it absolutely is a real sport i just don't necessarily think that the olympics is the best bar- barometer for what well, is a sport even the f- you know the first thing like that snooker's not in the olympics and that's absolutely <laughs> a sport darts <laughs> is not in the olympics that's a sport skateboarding only recently joined the olympics this yeah. year and i've you know I, i'm a skateboarder i've always been a huge fan of skateboarding and i've for years and years i said it should be olympic sport but actually like now i've seen it in the Olympic olympics in the olympics as excited as i was to see it in the olympics i'm not a thousand percent sure it
2: necessarily is a great match for the olympics well so, skateboarding was the first thing that came to my mind because there's been talk about skateboarding being in the olympics for years and i'm pretty sure it was tony hawke was the first to say it was the olympics needs skateboarding more than skateboarding needs the olympics and i think motorsport. You could probably apply the same thing to like. I don't see what motorsport would particularly gain from being yeah. in the Olympics. Um, I, I could
0: see, like, I could see maybe X Games expanding further into more motorsport than what they're doing at the minute. Yeah, because you've got like rallycross and motocross and whatever else there is these days. I can't even remember. So, I could maybe see them branching out into something more like karting based or or really. Sort of simple formula of open wheel or something. I but... can see
2: X Games doing something like like super high power electric carts on like insane yeah. neon indoor circuits or something like that. Like yeah, I can yeah see like that. that's five, very dirt that's dirt very five X Jim Games. Kana yeah ba-
0: basically karma. um what's the what's the thing called at the end of the year that the drivers take part in race champions, race champions. Yeah, ba- yeah basically that with neon lights yeah pretty much <laughs> but yeah I-, I can see i could definitely see more things going sort of the x games kind of route but not so much the olympics kind of route. but i never really thought about the logic of what you were saying there Stu, before with the whole like pretty much everything at the olympics is like a it it fully relies on the human, one hundred percent. Without the, the human the, interaction of, of something or the human input, it would fail. Which I guess you could say that the human would still have to accelerate, brake, steer the car. But yeah, the the perpetual motion is from a combustion engine or mm-hmm. a hybrid engine, yeah. or it's from an, an engine of some degree.
1: You've obviously there's, there's a there is another argument against what I said, which is the horse argument. Yeah. That. Which might be the time well, yeah, of the show, I suppose,
0: actually. Um, <laughs> the horse argument the... That, that that passerby did not agree. <laughs> no, it's
1: been a lot of tooting, a lot of to- lot it's going on out there round here today. Yeah, you'd think I lived in tooting that going in. <laughs> um, So that was a proper crafty moment. That was <laughs> that was um, a crafty joke, oh, for definite. No. <laughs> so anyway, the let's move on really quickly from that. The <laughs> I mean, I could, uh, there's two things I could do at this point, at this juncture. I could go off on a monologue of why skateboarding <laughs> is, no. is, is talked, more a more appropriate Olympic sport than horse riding is. Or <laughs> I could, or we could talk about the next question. I think probably just, we should probably go on the next question. <laughs> should,
0: we do, should I just read the next question? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, it's the last one, actually, I think. Uh, Roland says, um, hello, back of the grid lads, Chris, Stu and Tom. Uh, That's great podcast. I really enjoy it sometimes more than the actual races especially if it's a boring one (laughs) i hope it means boring race not boring podcast (laughs) commas are important as Stu kindly pointed out with this one earlier (laughs) (laughs) Um, i've said my question from the summer break uh, sorry for the summer break as it's not about any weekends race in particular uh but with all that out of the way um the internet has changed f1 fandom culture what do you think Uh, It would have been like in the past for some of F1's more controversial events. Would acknowledgement of the fans uh, potentially have changed FIA decisions? Also, if you could have been doing the podcast at any time, uh, what are some of the incidents or seasons you wish you could have covered?
2: Imagine, Imagine if Twitter had been around when Senna and Prost were going at it. Well hold on a minute. So so this question assumes that the FIA are making
0: decisions based off of what's gonna be said on Twitter. Well <laughs> I mean the the question is saying would it affect them? Do, do, so do, what, or, what was the
1: first of all, first question so, then is, is do we think that the that so that social media has effect on the mindset of the stewards when they're making decisions?
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah and I think it probably does. would would any decisions in the past been different as a consequence?
1: I, no, I don't think it would be different because I don't, I don't think that is that I don't agree with you, Chris. I think, I think, it, you know, when the stewards are, are, are given their brief on how to make the decisions in the first instance before actually going into a raising anger, there'll be a number of factors that they have to consider. Okay. And, and part of the process is that they, and the evolution of the sport has sort of made that a thing, but like, Allow I don't me to think rephrase that, then. I don't just think... let me, just to let me, just, can I just, <laughs> sorry, can I just Let me. Let me just finish ju- what, the, my point. Uh, can can I ju- I just literally one you- sentence. <laughs> I don't think the stewards, when they make a decision about things that are going on track, are thinking, oh God, I'm worried about what's going to be said on Twitter. I think that would be mad. That, that's not
0: happening. I'd, I don't necessarily think that's the point being asked. I think it's more, does the backlash make, like, from a, an incident or, or something, that, like, does what comes out of an incident okay, and so decision, does that then subconsciously cause an alter? Like, because you can quite so easily be subconsciously, like, affected by that to think, well, Verstappen, like, if 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 there's a lot of coverage around Verstappen's been in this in this situation a lot this season, you're instantly going to, like, it's a difficult position to put yourself in, I guess, and you could be led it... Into a mindset of, well, he's been in this position before, therefore I'm going to penalise him for it. D- do you see where I'm going? Yeah, I no. do. It's yeah, difficult. I do see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like,
1: the thing is, like when, when we see these these events unfold on a racetrack on a Sunday, we're always sort of like, well, they have to make this decision because X, Y, yeah. Z, this happened, you know, yeah. at this corner, a similar situation many years ago
0: kind of thing. You just this can't put a wheel penalty. up the inside there, can you, Stu? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what,
1: you know. <laughs> no one's ever done, that. No, no one's one ever does done that. that. no one's ever done that. No one's ever done that. So the, the stewards really have to look at everything in they're not really looking at what's gone on there. to me i don't feel like the stewards i mean it, it, to me the stewards don't take historical events into account when they're assessing a race situation and no, working out how should. to apply apply a penalty um but th- th- that's
2: that's the um, thing well, I, I don't, don't know. Think... part of
1: me thinks they do, they part of me thinks that they should, sorry chris is de- desperately trying to get a word in edgeways here and i'm not not letting him. i'm <laughs> really sorry got this word <laughs> completely <laughs> sideways
2: trying to wedge it in <laughs> yeah go on <laughs> go on Get it in. Go on. I don't think individual decisions are affected, but I think the overall direction that rules and stewarding goes in over a period of races, seasons, years yeah. is very much influenced by the way... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in
1: agreement there. Yeah. We're in agreement with that, I think.
0: I, I think from a, a stewarding point of view, what should be happening, which doesn't necessarily always happen, but should, is that each incident in a race scenario should be judged essentially on the merit of itself so shouldn't matter if driver a has hit another driver at all in the season before or five times essentially if they've taken a driver out of the race in a clumsy incident it should be a five second time penalty or, or whatever, whatever the, the, the penalty is for that situation what should however be applied based on an accumulation of all the incidents that that person's been involved in is the penalty point system. And that's not that's what's not happening at the moment. Mm, And that's what we've talked about before is not being done properly. And I think that's what should be changed. And I I think that if that was the case, then you wouldn't even have a question of does social media impact this? Because you would see a consistency of X happens, five second penalty, Y happens, 10 second penalty, and so on. But then... Driver A hits driver B, driver A hits driver C, driver A hits driver D, suddenly they're at like ten penalty points because <laughs> it's been happening consistently. Yeah. I think that's where things are maybe this has really got away from where the question was going, I think. Really yeah, can had... we just yeah. should we should probably go over that question again? <laughs> to, to... Like, we should maybe just talk about areas in motorsport. Uh, well f1 that we wish we would have been
2: around yeah, to I cover mean, <laughs> the, the anything first... without
1: uh, this is going to sound so ironic anything without social media
2: <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, like specific events or seasons like the first one that springs to mind is um jensen's world championship particularly like <laughs> the first yeah. race where they actually turned up and the brawn was legitimately the fastest car like I'd love yeah. to have sat there and recorded a podcast today after that because yeah. I, th- I think we'd have all been losing our minds.
1: That was just before, yeah. like, what was it, 2009, wasn't it? So it was literally yeah. right on the cusp of social media really becoming what it was, you know, it was
2: in, the, it was in its nascent time, wasn't it, social media? Right? Speaking yeah. of Braun, actually, did you see the thing that Ross Braun said um, about the, like, double diffuser and stuff in an interview recently? No, I did not. Because um, I think someone asked him about like the potential for the new rule set next year to have kind of you know loopholes and magic bullets that can be ex- like um, exploited by one or two teams and have a massive yeah, gap and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about that kind of thing. But he said during two thousand and eight, when these new rules were being worked on and they were having these like you know meetings all the teams discuss them and stuff, he said he did um, in those meetings, knowing what. Honda were working on at that point. He, without going into specifics, he said in those meetings, I did say, like, I don't think these rules are as watertight as so a lot of you think they are. I think there is potential for people to find things in these to, you know, have one or two teams much faster. And, you know, he, he without saying we've got a double diffuser, he kind of just casually brought it up to see what everyone else to say. And he said basically, most of the other teams and delegates in there just kind of like brushed him aside and said, no, you're talking nonsense. Yeah. It's fine. That's Jesus. And, yeah. and he sort of went, Hmm. All right, then. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See you next year, so lads. So, basically, he'd, he'd basically gone back to the office and said, lads, they
2: haven't got they a, haven't no they haven't a Scooby. <laughs> yeah. They haven't got a Scooby. They
1: don't have a Scooby. Yeah. They, need to get a, they needed to get a Scooby and they didn't have a Scooby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoyed
2: that. Yeah.
1: Great one to round that. Uh, great one to... It's totally related to the question one to round off the question. Though,
0: I think. Well <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I- for for me, a specific era I wish I'd just been around for, in general, not just to cover is like probably the the mid to late seventies, like the era of sort of louders and hunts and so on. Like, yeah, I I, I, I just love that era of F one because it was so there was just there was drama without it being like what it is now. Like it was yeah. actual racing drama, not stupid media hyped yeah. drama that doesn't really exist. It was a more basically. pure time. It was a purer mm. time.
1: It was, it, things were simpler then.
0: Yeah.
1: Not necessarily simpler. And, or maybe and, they were simpler. Well, I mean, they categorically were simpler. There's no doubt about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I, can, I can also just like, well, I can't imagine how I would have covered a race where Nicky Lauda basically just went, yeah, I'm just not going to race because I don't want to. It's too dangerous. Yeah. You have the title. Like, how imagine would I have that covered now. that? Yeah. Yeah it, like it, yeah imagine getting to like Abu Dhabi or something and Max Verstappen being on the brink of winning this Well, probably better the other way I guess like cuz it wasn't loud as first but like imagine Hamilton saying yeah I don't like this new Abu Dhabi layout I'm just not racing and like basically <laughs> yeah. handing the title to Max yeah. it would be unheard of <laughs> It was just that without that, never happened anyway. But I think the um, without, without being rude <laughs> so
1: dismissive of you. I wasn't being dismissive, I was just I can't think of us. A... I'm, I'm agreeing, I'm trying to agree with you.
2: I think coming like across the... really awful in the process. <laughs> the Hacken and Schumacher years, I think, would have been good ones to cover as well. Because, yeah. like, that was a very intense but like very respectful rivalry. And I think, like, people are yeah. so like, everybody wants, like, f- you know, everyone's like craziness and flames and all sorts of like drama all the time whereas with them it was always very much just like i'm a very good driver he's a very good driver on this occasion he was slightly better than me and i can respect that and then they just got on with it and like i yeah. can't we'll imagine to like... talk about <laughs> yeah exactly
1: which means that it, the internet would go into overdrive if it existed back then because that's what oh, happens yeah. the less Desperate there is to effect. talk yeah. about the more they do the talking it's crazy <laughs> yeah and since we've been talking about not an awful lot for the last goodness knows how long. Shall we? Uh, <laughs> Point proven. Is it? Is it time for us to? I don't know. Is it?
0: Do you want me to do it?
1: Yeah. So even though basically, to do? It, basically <laughs> do it for you. Let's wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, you just
0: you just forcing me into it. I'll do it. It's fine. I'll do it. Um, no, that is it for this week. So everyone, go do your predictions and enjoy the Belgian GP. It's good to have a Formula One race weekend to look forward to for this weekend. Oh, Feels like it's yeah. been a long while.
2: W series yeah, and, and F three this weekend as well. So make sure you watch those. Yeah. Yes. Also, let let us know um, about
1: your feelings about the uh, the penalty situation for the financial stuff. I'm really
2: really interested yeah. to see what the audience think about that.
0: Yeah, 100.
2: Also, we we never do this, but um, if you feel like it, uh, drop us a little review on iTunes or whatever it is Ooh. you listen to your podcasts on. We never we never ask for that, but it's it's always nice to have nice little reviews on there so oh, if you're if you, doing that now yeah we all, i don't think we've ever asked people it to just, review us it so. it i don't think we ever feel, ever have yeah, one. you know when
1: we do get those like nice happy reviews it does make me feel so happy well, it, it, it just, just give you a nice it, little warm it's, it's, inside. it's nice to feel liked isn't
0: it <laughs>
2: yeah. if for nothing else than giving us a little warm feeling inside drop us a nice review somewhere yeah that's legit it, as well man <laughs> I'm not even
0: making that up <laughs> I mean, as Michael Scott once said, do I want to be liked? No, but do I need to be liked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably screwed that quote That's up. I'll, so get all, I'll get all the Office fans giving me some, some chatter over that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, well, that is it for this week. When when he descends into me quoting the Office, it's time to go. <laughs> uh, so, thanks as ever to uh, all our patrons, uh, particularly our team principals. Yeah. But that is it for this week, so thank you very much to all of you. Uh, And we will see you next week to review a Belgian Grand Prix. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Bye. Bye.